Radio MD. RadioMD.com. Your trainer, Melanie Cole, is here to motivate and help you perform. It's time now for Train Your Body. In 2008, the American College of Sports Medicine launched the ACSM American Fitness Index Program in partnership with the Anthem Foundation. This report measures the 50 most populous metropolitan areas in the United States, and it breaks them down for you on the fitness level based on so many factors that you cannot even imagine that they're able to put together this report. My guest today is one of my absolute favorite guests here on Train Your Body, Dr. Walter Thompson. He's a Regents Professor of Exercise science in the Department of Kinesiology and Health at Georgia State University. He's also the one in charge of this massive undertaking of the American Fitness Index. So tell us what's going on this year, Dr. Thompson. Hey, Melanie. It's always great to talk with you. Uh, The American Fitness Index is published today. Uh, We had the big uh, unveiling today, and to no one's real surprise, Washington, D.C. came out on top again. Uh, as number one. Number two is uh, is uh, Minneapolis, which is always a surprise, and maybe we can spend some time on Minneapolis. And really interesting things happening there. But the real big surprise this year, up from number eight from 2014, is San Diego at number three. Some real, some real significant things happening in a lot of the California cities, and maybe if we have time, we can focus on a couple of them as well. So then let's, you mentioned Washington, D.C. as being number one. I wouldn't think of that as being number one, but it's been a couple of years. Why is Washington, D.C.? It doesn't seem like it's got a lot of open areas, parks, golf courses, all those things that you take into account. Yeah, and Minneapolis is a surprise, too, isn't it? In 2013, Minneapolis was number one. It slipped to number two last year and stayed at number two. But, you know, in, in Minneapolis... Folks know that between about October the 1st and April the 1st, it's going to be, what, cold, right? Uh, Same thing in Washington, D.C. So what they've done in these cities, and really in the top 10 of our 50 most populated cities in the American Fitness Index, is they understand that in the wintertime particularly, they have to find places indoors to exercise. So you walk down the street of Minneapolis, and it seems like every other storefront is either a commercial health club uh, or a community-based organization or a recreation center run by the cities. So they make these conscious, really conscious decisions to put their money uh, and their resources where it's going to be the most benefit. So let me focus a little bit on Washington, D.C., and one of the things that is a a really interesting comparison between the number one city and the number 50 city. One of the things we look at is not just how many parks, for example, are in a city, but how much money do we spend on keeping them up, making them safe and welcome for the folks who live in the city. Washington, D.C. spends $287 per resident on their parks. Indianapolis, who came in number 50, and this is a trend in the bottom 10 of our cities, Indianapolis spends $24 per resident on their parks. A huge difference, right? And you don't expect to hear the Midwest, like Indianapolis, the home of the American College of Sports Medicine. You know, you expect those southern states to, you know, because of the fatty food or because of the rural atmosphere. But, you know, that's an odd thing. And then, as you say, Minneapolis being in the tundra, 
is able to put these things forward and spend the money. How do you think that happens? Well, because they make this very, the city leaders make this very conscious decision that that's what they're going to do. Uh, let me give you an example of Atlanta. Atlanta is my hometown. Our mayor, who was elected now six years ago, in his second term, uh, the, the previous mayor made the decision during 2000 and, between 2007 and 2010, when the city was being hit by the recession, to close every one of Atlanta's recreation centers. Every one of them. When our new mayor came on board six years ago, he was determined to open up every single one of those recreation centers, and every single one of them is open today. Uh, so that's a, just a, an example of a mayor and city leaders making, again, that conscious decision to open up recreation facilities to allow kids and adults in the neighborhoods that surround those recreation centers to exercise and exercise safely. Another example uh, in Atlanta, and I, I hate to use Atlanta as an example, but I live here, and I'm so proud of the fact that we moved up to number 14 this you year. You did move up to number 14. Yes, you did. We did. And another, and something that, that we'll, we'll find is a, a greater impact in years to come, because the project's not done yet, uh, is the Atlanta Beltline. Again, another conscious decision made by city leaders and with public and private funding opened up 22 miles of walking, jogging, and bicycling paths that surround the city of Atlanta. So you literally can get on your bike and ride around the perimeter of Atlanta on the Beltline. See, that's really cool. And, and as you say, Dr. Thompson, that's a conscious effort. People think of places like Boulder, you know, where everybody's hiking and they're all natural and they're biking everywhere and all of that. And while Denver's up on the list for sure at number six, that seems to be less of a conscious and more of an environmental, it just goes with the territory. Uh, that's right. And there are certain pockets of communities. And I, and I use the example of the California cities because the, the folks that live in California, particularly along the coast, uh, and, and in you know Los Angeles is not a great example because it fell a little bit, uh, but cities like Sacramento and San Diego, you know, all those folks that live there are conscious of their health and they create public policy, like, for example, smoke out, indoor and outdoor smoking bans. They make these public policies that promote good health. So I think that when they make those policies, they look at this overall. I mean, it blows me away every year, Dr. Thompson, how you're able to compile all of this information from, you know, medical reports and park district and monies spent. And, you know, people can go to AmericanFitnessIndex.org. That's AmericanFitnessIndex.org and see the 2015, see the work that these folks at ACSM put into this so that we can look at our communities, because that's really the goal, isn't it, Dr. Thompson, so that we can look at our own communities and say, what can we do? A little bit of a competition. What can we do to rise ourselves up that list? What can I do to get involved? Give your best advice in the last minute, and we're going to talk in another segment about some more of these areas, but what can they do in their communities to try and get in on this competition and rise up that list a little bit? You know, this is a great question, Melanie, and we've provided the answer for folks who live in these cities. We have created what's called a Community Action Guide. 
you can go to the AmericanFitnessIndex.org website, and we have this community action guide ready for you to download free of charge. And it's full of ideas on how you as an individual living in a city, in your community, can make some significant changes. How to approach your mayor, how to approach your city council, how to put pressure on the leaders within the city to make significant changes. I think that's great information, and the website is AmericanFitnessIndex.org, AmericanFitnessIndex.org, and you can download for free the action guide that they put out because if you do that, listeners, you can take this action guide, print it out at your local library, and take it to one of your board meetings, take it to a meeting of your community members, and show it to them and say, you know, we need to rise up on this list, and this is how we can do it, and this has been put out for us. It's information that is succinctly put out on things that you can do to make your community more active and healthier all around. It includes everything from smoking cessation to food deserts to parkways, park districts, bike paths. I mean, you cannot imagine what these guys put into this. So go to AmericanFitnessIndex.org and read about it. We're going to talk more as we come up about the American Fitness Index right here on Train Your Body with the American College of Sports Medicine. I'm Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening and stay well. Woo, 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 woo.